You're listening to Run, R-U-N, Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad we could be together today. I'm Steve Gray, your host of this podcast, and we talk about everything we can think of on revival and freedom and in the spirit and God coming down and breaking through. And if you've read revival accounts from past revivals, you know it it is an exciting time. God is just in the house and everybody can feel the atmosphere of heaven has invaded the atmosphere of earth. And we want that for you. I want that for you. America needs it, certainly. Our churches need it. Our pastors need it. I need it. I just imagine you need it too. And so today we're going to talk about casting out the strong man. If we're going to have a move of God, we can't be haunted by the strong man. We can't have the strong man who is Satan, the devil, the strong man. Uh, He is here. He resides in the earth, but we can't have him uh, messing things up and ruling and reigning and and tricking us and doing all that kind of stuff. So I went to Luke chapter 10. I I love the book of Luke. And in, in this is a is a passage. It says the 72 returned with joy. Jesus sent them out. Your, your Bible might say 70. Some say 72. No reason to get upset about that and talk about it later. But uh, he sends them out and they go out and do things and they come back and they say, Lord, even the demons are subject to us or submit to us in your name. And I love this line. Jesus said, yeah, I know. I saw Satan fall like lightning from the heaven. And I've given you the power to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy. However, he said, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Now, some people have taken that and said, see, casting out demons isn't that important. Coming out against the devil, that's not important. Just be glad that you're a Christian and you're going to go to heaven when you die. Well, that's not what he's he's saying at all. He's trying to get them to stay on the subject that what they should be celebrating with names written in heaven, they should be celebrating that they are living in the day of liberation. And what he's being careful of, because Christians do this, people do this. They get liberated. They live in the liberation from Satan. And then they start getting fascinated, not fascination, but liberation. And they start getting fascinated with, how's this working? Let's cast out, let's go out and find some devils and cast them out of people. (laughs) Well, they're getting fascinated. But he said, no, 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 don't get so overwhelmed and fascinated that, that you could cast out these bad spirits, but live in the liberation of the spirit and think on the liberty that you've gotten through Jesus Christ and, and, and then go forth and live in that. And so when we begin to realize the liberation that's been given to us is Jesus, you know, Jesus is indestructible. He's an indestructible. I mean, they, they're going, they said they wouldn't have, they thought twice before they crucified him had they know he was indestructible. He couldn't be destroyed. They tried. They tried destroying his body, and, and yet he rose again from the dead. And he's indestructible. You, you can't, even if they capture him again, they can't kill him. He's indestructible. And because Jesus is indestructible, you're indestructible too if you're in Jesus. You say, well, but someday I'll die or my relative died. Yeah, but they're indestructible because they're going to get their bodies back. 
Yeah, there's time. Jesus only had three days. We might have who knows, but you're going to get it back. Your body, your life, your soul, your mind, your will, your personality, you're indestructible. The only thing that can die, if we want to say that, sometimes they say fall asleep in the Bible. The only thing that can die is your body goes to like sleep and rest, but your soul, your mind, will, personality, all those things, they live on indestructible. Until you get an indestructible body, which comes to the great day of resurrection, that great getting up morning. But right now, you can begin to live the indestructible life on such a simple level, and it's, it's so big, but you, let's narrow it down to almost childlike, okay? So Jesus was indestructible, and so you can be indestructible and start saying things like this. You can't hurt me. Satan, you can't hurt me. People can't hurt me. World can't hurt me. You can't even hurt my feelings. Now, that's a tall order for such a sensitive society as we have now, totally offended by everything, but it's freedom. It's a place to start saying, I got to quit getting my feelings hurt all the time. What am I? You know, I'm indestructible. I'm going to live forever. I'm going to live forever as, a, as, as my mind, my will, my soul, my spirit, living forever. And then eventually I'm going to pick that body up again and get a, get a glorified body. So I'm, I'm indestructible. I'm, gonna, I'm in this for not just life. I'm in this for eternity. And so start on that simple level and let's help and pass it along to your kids and everything. I'm, I'm going to work on that until I'm indestructible in, in my feelings. You can't even hurt my feelings. Well, anyway, uh, we want liberation. And, and so we don't want to be fascinated we want to know that the power is there, but we don't want to get fascinated. It's kind of like people, uh, when I was uh, younger, in my teenage years, I did a lot of things, and I worked at the carnival part of the, every year uh, during a, the summer, part of the summer. And uh, so I would work at the carnival, and I'd see, you know, there are all kinds of spooky houses and scary stuff jumping out at you and alive, alive on the inside, come and be scared, you know. And people would line up to do that because there was some kind of a thrill of being just yeah, it's scary, it's spooky, it's different. And, and that, that carnal emotion or interest or fascination can spill over into Christianity to where Christians are more fascinated by the devil and the power and the, and the darkness and demons and want to read books all about it and everything than they are with Jesus himself who defeated the powers of darkness. So we want to live in liberation. In fact, when, you know, there was one time in, in the Mark, Gospel of Mark, where the demons start speaking and they said to Jesus, we know who you are. We know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. Well, you know, it seems like that's good advertisement. Somebody going around saying, you are the Holy One of God. That's good advertisement, but not Jesus. He said, he's, he talked to the demons and he said, quiet, be quiet and come out. Another time, you know, Paul was going through and going through town preaching and he started being followed by this girl who had a, they call it a spirit of divination, a spirit. And you know how he knew she had a spirit and what she was saying? She said, uh, she said um, these are the servants of the Most High God. They know the way of salvation. These are the, why? Get somebody to go around town saying, talking about your ministry or your life. These people, they know what they're talking about. They are sons of the Most High God. They know the way of salvation. Sounds like good advertising. But it went on for three days. I think it was right three days. And Paul finally said, out, out with you. Hey, that, that was false advertising because the, the, the demon speaking, it didn't know what it was talking about, even though there was some truth to it. So as we go in this and we don't want to get fascinated, we want to get liberated. 
we want to get liberated, then we, we begin to look at our lives and, and know there is a strong man. Satan is a strong man. But we don't want to give in to this, this idea that there is, um, like I, I put it down here on my paper here, a divine secret. Like there's hanging out there. I guess it'd be almost like, you know, a, there's got to be a silver lining of God somewhere behind evil. But God doesn't need, need evil. God has no purpose for evil to teach you a lesson. No, he'll teach you by his word. He'll teach you by his love. He'll teach you by his mercy. He'll teach you by truth. But, you know, people, they say the silliest things. Everything's going wrong. And, well, I just know something good's going to come out of it. Not necessarily. There's somebody out there strong, and he's bad, and he wants to ruin your life. So God doesn't need to, you know, you don't have all these bad things and say, well, you know, there's probably a divine secret. God's got a divine secret, and we're going to pray until we find out what it is, and then and we're supposed to learn a lesson from this evil. And, of course, you do learn lessons from evil. Don't ever do that again. That's the lesson from evil. But anyway, so, so we want to we wanna then turn away from evil and turn to the goodness not be fascinated by it. And uh, evil, evil is not something you analyze. Evil is something you go to war against. And so we want to go to war against it. And so uh, the Bible says, then the strong man, who we know that's Satan, we mentioned that. That strong man, and here in Luke 11, it says, the strong man is fully armed. You do not want to mess with that and, and be tricked. He's fully armed. He, he is too smart got too many tricks. He's been at this a lot longer than you have, and you cannot outsmart him. You just stay away from him and, and understand how this works. You see, we, we want God's rule. You know, if you ask what's revival, uh, boy, there's so many great definitions. One we used to say, you know, revival is life coming back to the half dead, and that's true. But another definition of revival is revival is God's rule comes in, and Satan's rule goes out. Satan's kingdom go, is out. God's rule is in. And that is, you'll, ha you'll have a move of God if you can get that going. But if we try to hang on to Satan and start a, making excuses for ourselves and him, then we're, we're going to be overpowered at times because he is fully armed and he guards his own house. He guards his, his, his possessions. He guards what he, what he has. And... Uh, so you've got to begin to find out, what are you going to do about this? If you don't do something, he'll come in, and as we talked about on another podcast, he'll make you less human, where you don't enjoy life. You're trying to watch a TV show, watch a movie, try to get, you're not getting anything out of it. There's no joy. Have you ever had turned on what's supposed to be a comedy or a comedy sitcom or something, and they, just, and, and, and they have laughter for you on there, all those laugh tracks, and they're just laughing and laughing and laughing electronically, and you're sitting there, you're not laughing. You're not laughing. Where's your joy? Where's your sense of humor? You know, it just wore you down to a lower uh, measure. So you want to test your measure. Where are you right now? Test your measure. What's your measure of faith? What's your measure of love? What's your measure of commitment and desire to know and serve the Lord Jesus? And then when you measure it, you ask yourself this question, have I ever been more full? Have I ever been more loyal? Have I ever been more in love with God? Have I ever had a, a higher measure of faith or been more excited? Is that true? Are you there now or, or is it less? It's le if it's less, then here's what you do. You need, because we want to move a God, but we got to figure out how to get it. Here's what you do. You start looking for clutter, Satan's clutter. You notice it says here, his possessions, 
He got he has possessions and he'll clutter your life up with with the kingdom of darkness and pride and ego and anger and hurt feelings, as we've already mentioned. And and you'll start withdrawing from people and all of a sudden you'll start you'll start focusing on how many people have hurt you and how many wounds you got. You got wounds, you got band-aids all over you, you know, and and uh, trying to do you're cluttered. You're cluttered with things from his kingdom. We mentioned unforgiveness last time and, and oh, what a terrible thing that is. And you know, you're finding fault with people. You're finding fault with the church. You're finding fault with the pastors and leaders. And you just got wounds all over you and you're just giving them all your attention. And then after that, what is, what's the next thing that happens? You start withdrawing from people because nobody understands you. Nobody understands. Nobody loves you. Nobody cares. And did you know everybody hears that? Everybody hears nobody cares. And so we got to do better. We can't be tricked by that. First of all, we know Jesus cares, but there's other people in your life that care. And we need to not be tricked by this strong man. Here's the good news. There is, well, the bad news, there is a strong man, right? And he is fully armed. So don't mess. I, I mess with him. I had a, you might've heard it 30 years ago. First time I heard it when somebody preached, you know, uh, Satan goes around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He goes around like a roaring lion, but he doesn't have any teeth. What? what? It makes for a great sermon, you know, but I don't think it's true. He's a strong man. He, you, he'll take a bite out of you if you let him. He's got some sharp teeth, and he'll not, he's not afraid to use them either. But, but we got good news because the Bible says the strong man's fully armed, but then they said, now, don't forget this. Here's what's happened to the world. Here's what's happened to the world. There's a stronger man in town. We had a strong man and his kingdom of the kingdom of darkness and Satan was his ruler. Well, guess what? A stronger man came to town. It should have been Adam in the garden. He should have been strong enough to stand up against him, which he was, but he faltered. But now we got a stronger one. So the Bible says a strong man fully armed guards his house. But when a stronger man comes and attacks, then he overpowers him and he takes away his armor, which the man trusted in and divides up the plunder. So Jesus is the stronger man. That's the good news so that we don't have to fall to the temptations of this. And, and get this. It's notice what it says. Pretty exciting. It says, but when someone stronger, meaning Jesus, when someone stronger attacks. Now, I don't think I know very many people that see Jesus in attack mode. They see Jesus in carrying a lamb on his shoulder mode and forgiving mode, which is good. Praying mode, which is good. Kindness mode, which is good. But this, I mean, we got a battle going on between two kingdoms. And, and Satan was here first in, and broke through first in humanity and ruined humanity. Brought us down to a level of sometimes almost living, thinking like an animal. Just what's, what's in it for me? And what, what am I going to get out of it? And all that, which is totally not Jesus. But, the, but now we got a stronger man in town, and his name is Jesus Christ, who has the power to attack the strong man. So we got to let Jesus be Jesus. Have you ever thought about that? I need to let Jesus attack. He attacks, and, uh, and we need to let him attack things. You don't need your old armor. He, see, he, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted in, the, that meaning Satan. But let him take your armor away. You can afford it. You've got a strong man in your life. You don't need jealousy. You don't need to manipulate people. You don't need jealousy. You don't, you don't need to be angry. You don't need to be bitter. You don't need to be critical. And most of all, guess what? You don't have to control everything. 
or everybody. You don't have to. Why? You got a stronger man in town. He's in your life and he's here to set up God's rule and God's reign. And what does that mean? God's kingdom comes in. Satan's kingdom loses its power on us at least and is out. Satan is out. God is in. And now we just get all of our strength. Start getting all your strength from the stronger man. And by the name of Jesus, let him go on attack on those things that are causing you to be, we could say not happy, but that's not a good term, causing you to live a lower level rather than fully human, the person Jesus died for. Let him go on the attack, live it now, and live today in the fullest measure of the Spirit of God. Well, hope that meant something to you. I enjoyed talking about it with you. And you get a hold of this. Let's get that strong man out of here and get the stronger man, Jesus, on the throne. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.